Hi, my name is Jillian Baxter, and today I'm going to be focusing mainly on the Poirot and Watson article and its discussion of how historical tourism and location kind of enforces the idea of collective memory regarding slavery and racial prejudice during the antebellum South. Um, so just to start off in the brief little intro they have, it says, the memories of urban slavery and rebellion that circulate in Charleston, South Carolina's historical industry. Immediately, like, as soon as I see anything with South Carolina, that caught my attention because I know that this was one of the biggest places during the slave trade and a lot of racism took place here during this era. Um, and I feel like it still very much exists in Charleston, obviously not the slavery part, but there's a lot of racism and a lot of ties to the South and its history. Um, I don't really see much of that in Columbia just because I feel like it's a lot more diverse here um, and very urban, but anywhere in the South is going to have some places like Charleston where they're very heavily tied to slavery and racism that existed during Sarah. Um, so the article goes on to talk about Denmark Vesey, Vesey, I'm not sure if I said that right, um, and his act of rebellion that labeled him as a tourist. Um, basically, he went and killed white men, but he was seen as a hero for the slaves back then, and he did a lot for them. Um, but then it mentions that there was a historical myopia surrounding this, and I had no idea what that meant at first, so I had to look it up. Um, what I got was that myopia refers to tunnel vision or like only seeing one way. Um, so I'm guessing historical myopia just basically re refers to only having one perspective in history and not having an open mind about the bigger picture. Um, but since Charleston is so heavily tied to its past, it has a very successful tourism industry. But as soon as I started reading about that, it just kind of brought me to the idea that the South capitalizes on its dark past and on the people that suffered during this time. And even beyond slavery, like into the Jim Crow era too, like, yeah, they weren't slaves, but they were still being tortured every day and had absolutely no rights. And because of this dark part of our past, the South, where this all happened, is a, they're able to capitalize on those people's sufferings. Um, but then we got into the place, memory, and tourism section. Um, in my fishbowl, I did mention a question regarding place. I think it was along the lines of how does place or location enforce the idea of public memory surrounding a certain historical event. Um, and like I said, since this all happened in the Deep South, in South Carolina, and the states surrounding it, that's the reason Charleston is so successful in its tourism industry, because it all happened right there, right here too. Um, and people feel more connected to the history when they're in the place that it took place. I said that weird, but you know what I mean? Um, and this goes beyond like slavery and racism. The idea of location enforcing public memory is 
a very widespread thing that relates to a bunch of different events. Like even the Holocaust, I know there's um, an Anne Frank Museum at her old house in Amsterdam, um, or I guess it wasn't really a house, more of a hideout. But the idea that location doesn't force the whole story is really important because it allows people to see a bigger picture. It allows them to put themselves in the place where it all began and kind of wrap their heads around it a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this article um, and how it kind of enforced the idea of location and also the tourism industry in the Deep South and why it's successful. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I can't wait to discuss. Bye.